Welcome to season two of the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education across the globe. I'm Karen Sarah Watson. I'm not only the host, but I am a teacher. This podcast is for people who want to better understand the experience of today's teachers. Come join us. Thank you for tuning in to the Warriors of Education podcast, season two. Today, I'm really excited to have the Deviant teacher here, Nancy Inchostegi, who um, came all the, way, all the way from New Jersey. Thanks, Nancy, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so honored. So tell me, um, you're in Jersey, so we were just talking about how you end a little bit later on. Um, tell me where you teach and what grade you teach, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the Deviant teacher. Sure. Um, so I'm a middle school science teacher in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and we end June 25th, but we also start later than the other states. Um, we usually end around this time because we build in, we don't build in snow days, but we didn't have any. So I can't imagine if we did what it would be like. Um, but I started off as a fourth grade teacher and um, I've been very fortunate that I've been in the same school for the 15 and a half years that I've been teaching. Um, it's just really great to see the kids you know, growing up from, and we're pre-K to eight school. Okay. So it's really, it's great, yeah. So tell me um, how Deviant Teacher started, um, how that came about for you. So um, it started because basically I was like on a slow burn throughout my career and had some like burning on all, like just throwing the candle in the fire kind of thing <laughs> at certain points of my career. And I just got really frustrated because I knew that it was something, teaching is something that I really want to do. It's something that I'm great at. It's something that I enjoy doing. And I felt like I was being pushed out because of everything else. And I'm like, this is either I have to change my perspective at work I have to change my job or maybe both. So I decided to change my mindset to try and see if I could manage being a teacher and being a whole person and healthy at the same time. Um, and a lot of what was conflicting with me was that I wasn't being the teacher that I felt in my heart to be, um, that I needed and my students needed. I had like all these voices in my head of what it's supposed to be. So once I decided to deviate from the norm and to challenge you know, the status quo of what a good teacher is, um, is when I really started to become fulfilled in my position and just getting the recognition. But it also stemmed a lot from you know, self-care and knowing that you matter as a person too. Um, so I started the Deviant Teacher as a business once like I was seeing change in myself and I wanted to share that with everyone else. I was like, oh my God, no one's talking about this. We need to help. And I didn't realize that there was this whole like other thing out there. Um, but I really wanted to help other educators feel the way I did, which is fulfilled and happy and still frustrated at times, but learning how to deal with it. How did you go about doing that? Like, how did you just do your own program or did you talk to someone about that in order to get help your mindset through that? So I, you know, I'm someone that always looks into health and wellness. I've always done that. That's just something that I'm very passionate about is my health, living a healthy lifestyle, like a sustainable lifestyle, great with the environment, like just cohesive. So I just took all that knowledge and I just decided to 
push it on other people. <laughs> um, you know, just whoever, whoever, whoever would listen, you know, I would, I would talk to about that. So I just took a lot of the knowledge that I've, I've gained over the years um, and shared it in conferences and on Instagram and like social media and things like that. Great. So um, I'm curious now that we have just made it hopefully through the pandemic, I would love to hear about your experience um, as someone who's a coach to help other people, how you yourself dealt with coming, working on the Deviant Teacher and dealing with the pandemic and dealing with, I don't know if you were remote, but tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so it was really tough. So we, we would think it was March 17, 16, something like that. I thought it was gonna be two weeks. One of my students, I remember saying, she was like, cause I teach eighth graders. And she's like, well, what if we don't go to great adventure? Cause like, that's their eighth grade trip. I was like, go to great adventure. That's like in June, what do you mean? You know? Um, and just looking back, if I would have known, I wouldn't have seen those kids again. I would have treated that last day a lot differently. But um, what went from two weeks to four weeks to four months, it was really tough. Um, it was tough for many reasons. One, because we didn't really have contact with the kids. Like we didn't have required live sessions because of like legal things. And like what the union was saying, privacy and all the stuff. So we would do like optional Zoom stuff, but I would look forward to that, to seeing my kids. And I changed it into, so I had, you know, study or help sessions. And then they was like all asynchronous. And then I, I started a social emotional learning after school or actually from two to three program with them because, you know, I knew they were suffering as well. And I was suffering uh, with the isolation. So we kind of helped each other with that. Um, and a lot of my colleagues, we stayed in contact and through WhatsApp, you know, voice messages, like laughing and just share crying and like sharing everything with each other. So, you know, having that support system uh, with my colleagues, with my, my students was super helpful. Um, I maintained, I tried to maintain my movement with, throughout my day. And I had challenges that I set up for my Facebook group so that people could get up and moving as well. But always with a lot of like grace and starting from where you are, um, even with my students, like, I know this is tough for you, just hand something in, communicate with me. It's all about communication and, you know, helping each other through the process because a lot of this is mindset, right? Um, and just getting out when you could. So I, know a lot of people were very cautious and anxious and fearful. I wasn't as much. Um, so I did venture out. I still did dance. Like we, I'm a dancer and we stopped dance for a couple months, but then we started again, which was saving grace for me. Um, so I still had that contact. I was still doing what I loved and I encouraged other people, my clients to do what they can within whatever capacity it is that they feel comfortable, even if it is like a Zoom thing. So I did a lot of Zoom online um, sessions and workshops so that they still had that social connection. They were still getting up and moving, but in whatever comfortable uh, state they were in. And just being okay with however you're feeling right now, like not judging yourself, right. but at the same time being open to different possibilities and, and uh, you know, modalities. So, I mean, it sounds like this is kind of the philosophy of the deviant teacher, am I right? Yeah. 
about, um, so what is your main focus? Because I've talked to a couple different coaches um, on the podcast, and I'm curious what, what your, I, I want to say specialty, but like what your, your main focus is on okay. your coaching. So my main, so it started with self-care and how just self-care starts with you being yourself unapologetically. For me, it doesn't start with like working out. It starts, it doesn't start with eating well. It starts with you accepting yourself the way you are right now, because if you change whatever you're trying to change without being okay with the way you are now, you're going to revert back because you're doing it for external reasons. So for me, it's about challenging those voices in your head, those outside influences and thinking, am I changing for them? Am I doing this to benefit myself or someone else? And it's okay to do something just for the benefit of yourself. Through that, health, your health and wellness is super important because as warrior teachers, right? We need to have a very strong mind and body because the work that we have to do in the school system, outside of the school system is very draining physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that. Um, so having a very strong and setting your body up to be able to handle all these stressors before they happen is really important. So my philosophy really is one, tackling the thoughts that are going through your head for, that are creating your behaviors and then creating little positive changes, right? It doesn't have to be a huge change, but recognizing those little positive changes, just like we do with our students, right? We don't expect our students to go from the pretest of 30 to 100 in a week, right. right? So just having that, accepting that of yourself. So I'm a health and fitness coach, but I really like deep into the mindset stuff um, to kind of help you with that long-term behavioral change. Right. And um, how did you work with, how did you work with people who were facing these fears during the pandemic? Like um, how did, you know, I'm sure people came with not just fear of, being exposed again, because you and I are very similar. I've been teaching since, oh, I've been teaching since September. I don't know if you, if you've been in school or you've been remote, but. So they, they made us go in, but there were no kids there, which was a whole nother psychological thing. But we in person with kids, April 28th. Okay. Yeah. So I was okay. I was okay. Going back. I was like, let me go. I want the kids. I think I'm thinking more of that. Um, you, were like, I'm, I I'm like you where I was exposing myself to the outside world. Like I was going hiking and I was out there and I think it really helped me through the pandemic where I saw a lot of people were just rightfully so just too afraid to leave their apartments and, um, and the fear of going back into a crowded classroom is, you know, I, I'm still, I still don't know what's going to happen in the fall when we go back to, when we go from like, I don't know, we have about 16 kids now in the classroom, which is a lot, by the way, to yeah. have a classroom, but we have 16 to go into 32 kids next next semester. This is going to be a really stressful time for teachers again. And I'm curious, you know, what are you saying to teachers about this? Like, how did, how did you help them through the pandemic? And how do you help them, like, deal with, like, stepping back into school? So the number one thing is you have to, so we know that it's going to be more stressful in in September, it always is for teachers, right? But now you add this other layer. So as I said prior, you need to set yourself up to deal with that stressor. We don't just, 
we don't want to be reactionary. We want to be proactive. So if you think about, you know, I was going through a very like personal, very stressful time about a year ago. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink any wine. I'm not going to eat all these gummies, you know, these gummy bears and just chocolate and this ice cream, because I need my body to be an optimal like condition to deal with this other stress. Because if I get my body out of whack, then these stressors are going to be that much more compounded. Our mind and our body are not separate things. Like they look separate because I can move this around, but they are connected in many more ways than we think. There are more, there are so many neurons within our gut that go right to our brain, right? So when you feel those butterflies in your stomach, that's because there's that connection. So I also use a lot of science when I speak to them. I know that there are different types of sciences that are out there, but I do like deep diving research and just even beginning with the numbers. Um, I don't want to get too political, but with uh, beginning when they were giving the numbers and the stats, um, I was like, but wait, where are you getting these numbers from? If you're not testing everybody, then your mortality rate is not accurate because right. you're only testing the people that are super sick, things like that. So I try and, you know, just give them coping mechanisms like breathing, like deep breathing is super quick at activating your vagus nerve, which calms you down. Right. So things like that, just telling them it's okay that you are upset, you're fearful, but just know that the constant state of fear and stress is going to make you more susceptible right. to getting sick, whether it's COVID or other um, diseases and, and illnesses. So just giving them information and not pushing it on them, but also, as we said, like giving them coping mechanisms. And like, for example, we, I've done a lot of workshops on resting and taking the time that you need, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, as we just said before. Um, and it's okay. Like I took March off, the whole month of March off because it was a break that I needed that I just kept pushing off because again, those voices in my head saying I was teacher of the year the previous year how are you teacher of the year if you are if you need a month off you know but that's why I'm teacher of the year because I take the time I need so that I can show up as the teacher that I want to be when you say you, you took off what does that mean you just you didn't do coaching and you, you like so I didn't I was I took a leave of absence from from teaching okay, okay. yeah so I didn't teach uh, for a month, for the month of March. Which is something you needed to do for yourself. Yes. And I, what I stress as well is that I needed a whole month. I needed more, honestly, <laughs> if I could take all the whole year, um, because I wasn't taking those regular rests and breaks. So maybe those people that are very fearful and anxious, as we said, rightfully to be in the classroom, take little breaks and rests. We need creative break as well. I've had to reinvent the wheel. I teach science. How do you teach science online? It's, it's, it's hands-on. So that creative, like your mind is constantly having to be creative. Take a break, rely on your, your coworkers, you know, rely on teacher pay teacher or what, or, or, or rely on YouTube one day. Like, who, like it's not going to really matter. Um, but if you take those regular breaks, um, you shut off the news before you go to bed, before you go into work. I used to listen to NPR before going into work and I would just get so mad, <laughs> but then by the time I was at work, I was like, I can't do this. So take away some of those triggers so that you're not, you don't have that heightened stress, uh, you know, uh, 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 
level all the time, because then even those little things are going to become huge things. Right. Right. Do you have a very supportive administration that you were able to take off for a month? Um, it's not, it wasn't really her choice. So yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's supportive. Um, I do have to, (laughs) she does, you know, she came into my room and was like, so we were just talking about you. We have a question. She's like, oh, that's why I hate coming in here. Cause I ask a lot of questions and I'm like the fighter, I'm the warrior. I I don't just, if she says, no, I'm I'm just not like, okay. I'm like, but what about this? But what about that? Um, so she, that's a common trait amongst the coaches that I've spoken to. Really, Every single person that I've spoken to has said the same thing. They're like, I don't just sit back and let things happen. I'm like right there in their face saying, this is what needs to be happening. And, and not to say that you don't have any fear in you, but the lack of fear I find in, 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 um, coaches that like, it's better to just be upfront than it is to, you know, play it down. So I, I think that's an admirable thing that you do. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So she, you know, I didn't even really tell her why. I just said, I gave her the heads up that I'm, you know, probably taking off in March. I wasn't sure of the days yet. And then, you know, she got the paperwork and that's it. Like, there's really nothing. And that's the thing. There's nothing they can do. It doesn't matter if she's supportive of me or not. Right. Legally, I can take a medical leave if I have a, a, a letter from my doctor. Like they can't, I mean, the board, I guess, could technically, if they don't, you know, think the medical diagnosis is warranting. Um, but yeah, she was, she was fine. What do you, um, how do you deal with teachers like who are in, do you, have you dealt with anyone who has been in like an abusive situation with their school where they've been told that they're a terrible teacher or they're not doing enough? And has that, have that, has that come across you at all when you've coached people? So they, um, not so outwardly, but like more covert things. Right. Um, and that's where it gets you. Cause you're like, like what just happened? And, and you just like subtly question yourself. Um, I do have a, a teacher in another building, a, a science teacher and her, like, we're supposed to get like a wind, like just abusive in terms of not respecting, uh, my stress level and what I have to go through. So for example, we're supposed to, we're getting unannounced observations online, which is ridiculous. Um, and we got a two week window. So she was given a two week window, um, never showed up during that two weeks. She's like, it was like the last day, are you showing up? Oh, maybe if I get a chance. Scheduled another two week window, still was not seeing her. So like just abusing that, like that's not fair. And just like hyper micromanaging with making sure we have everything uh, documented, recorded, calling parents, this and that, but no accountability in terms of like parents or students. Um, I don't think they, there's not too many like vindictive or outwardly nasty administrators. I think they just have a lot, we're a big district. So they have a lot of like people just telling them, this is what I need from you, that they just shift it down the, the, the lane instead of evaluating it. And, and they don't, I feel like there's not enough warrior, uh, administrators actually. Right. Like they, I'm like, okay, they're telling you this, but what are you saying back? <laughs> are you telling them this is not fair to my teachers or they're super stressed and maybe we should lay off on them a little, or are you just saying, okay, you know? Right. I mean, there's, there's that, cause it does trickle down from the top, you know, but, um, you know, and I'm curious what, you know, you, it's somewhere in you kept you staying. Cause I, I know that there was a lot of, um, atrophy 
um, with teaching this year. There's a lot of teachers who have quit the business. And I'm, you know, curious and, and I've, I've in my career have had times where I was like, I, I, I could not find a way out. You know, I'm much happier this year for a lot of reasons because I'm actually teaching what I was supposed to teach because I was, you know, I'm not saying COVID is good, but I'm saying for someone who was in my position, I'm able to, I'm, I'm a theater teacher and I'm able to teach theater and I, I was able to do it this year. And so it was just really nice to, you know, not be teaching out of my license, which is what had happened before. Um, but um, in terms of your own atrophy, like when you were really feeling like I'm burnt out, it was yourself that picked you up. Was it any, like, was it some words of someone? Was it anything that like picked you right up again? Or were you able to just get yourself out of it on your own? Um, I think it's a combo. So um, my students kind of keep me going. You know, a lot of times I know teachers, uh, we are servers and I, I did it for them uh, partially. I also took that break that really helped. Um, and, you know, like you said, there are some benefits to the situation, right? My commute was two minutes. <laughs> I just come downstairs. I'm not a morning person. So it, it really helped, you know? Um, but I think what was the hardest was the not knowing and the constantly like, okay, when are we going? Are we going back? We're not going back. We're going, we're going back. We're not going back. Like if, I think for the kids as well, like we knew an end date. So I kept just trying to be all right, one week at a time. And honestly, from the beginning of the year to now, I am, especially now that I'm hybrid, so I have kids in person and at home at the same time, I am being less teaching and worrying so much about engagement and just being present for the kids that are in front of me and keeping the, the kids at home, like connected with us. And less, honestly, less worried about rigor and data. Right. Um, because that creative aspect and that go, 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 like I can't imagine being a student. I try to put myself in the, in the student's shoes as well, which then helps me chill out <laughs> a little bit. Right. And um, I also, my administrator doesn't micromanage. So I can get away with not doing things. Right. You know? So in the beginning, we try to do everything. And then as you go on, you realize what is effective, what is worth my time and what isn't. So as the year went on, I kind of took things away and added other things. That helps a lot too. And do you do um, the movement that you do with um, teachers? Do you do that with your students too? Do you have them? Sometimes they're, you know, at home that they don't have their camera on, they're middle schoolers. So it's kind right. of hard, but I do, I only teach them for a half an hour online now oh. or in person even, it's crazy. Um, and I was like, you guys haven't had a break all day? Like what? So I would take five minutes of my period and I would tell them, get up, let's stretch a little bit, go drink some water, talk to a human, look outside at the sun, you know? And I would make them get up and stuff. So we did little things. I did sub gym a lot. I was like a part-time gym teacher an art teacher. <laughs> so I would like make the kids get up and they have been sitting for a very long time. Yeah. They're like 70 year olds, like with arthritis or something. I'm like, what yeah. is going on? I mean, talk about screen time. Like we were already worried about kids being on screens too oh much. And then we go into the pandemic and that's all that they do is stare at a screen all day. You know, my, my big, you know, thing is 
what is it going to be for the kids who have been home to have to show up at school? Like, how scary is that going to be? And how are we going to deal with that challenge? You know, we just found out that they've increased the hours and um, for the New York City uh, Department of Education. We just found out that our hours have increased by like, I don't know. I mean, our days are much going to be much longer next year. Why? Um, our contract. And I just. How did that get passed? And you I was. Yeah. And I just, um, I, I'm just surprised because I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, there's just by the end of the day, it's, we're done. You know, everybody's done the, 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 you know, by last period in the day, the kids are like, you can't get any more, squeeze anything more out of them. And now that they're expanding the days, there's just a lot, there's a lot that we're walking back into. And, um, and I think it's going to be, you know, it's kind of like, we're all treading in waters that we've never been in before. And yeah, I'm just curious how one how 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 are we gonna how are we gonna get through this you know i mean we got through the pandemic now how are we gonna get through going back i mean think about it you got through a pandemic yeah <laughs> so it's true you can you can get through almost anything right if you give yourself and your students a lot of grace again block out all those people telling you, go, go, go now, 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 test, 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 do this, do this. I've known, known over the, the last couple of years that I don't want to teach science for much longer. I love science. I love teaching the kids science. Um, but what's taught me, especially over the pandemic and through the self-care with teachers is that I enjoy connecting with the children on a deeper level. Um, that the academics is super important, but how I treat them, how they feel about themselves. I don't, it doesn't matter if I'm like juggling in the front of the room, like, look at those guys, you know, they're not gonna learn if they feel like they're not good at science or something is going on at home. So I want to transition to that kind of position. Right. Um, so perhaps over, you know, reflecting over this past year, you see, is this something that I wanna do? long-term, do I want to deal with this craziness that's going to happen in September? And a workshop that I also presented was about financial literacy and for teachers and how to incorporate that within your, your classrooms, because we feel stuck and we feel frustrated because we don't have an option or a way out. Teachers, you know, undeniably don't get paid what we're valued or what the value should be but you can set yourself up in a way so that you are financially secure that if you need like this is just too much for you you can't do it anymore you can get out yeah um so just give yourself a lot of grace we have a pacing guide so we have specific things we're supposed to teach we're managed instruction on each day i don't i don't i don't even look at the pacing guide you know yeah. um you you go at the pace that you can do and the, the children can do. Obviously you're not gonna be lazy, right? It's not about being lazy. It's right. about listening to yourself and your students. So don't spend your summer worried about what's happening in September right. because they're not gonna tell you to the day before anyway. Right. So prepare in well, the Even summer. like the week of school that school starts. <laughs> yeah, my friend in the, that works in Brooklyn as well, she doesn't get her schedule to the day before. I'm like, you yeah. don't know what you're teaching to the day before. So she's just used to it. She's like, oh, whatever, you know? 
Um, but I really encourage you to, instead of preparing for like what you're going to physically or specifically do in September and preparing your body and your mind to be right. able to handle it. Right. And I think that um, mental health and wellness is incredibly important. It's incredibly important in my life. I, um, as I was just saying in another interview that I, I had interviewed a woman who does meditation and then I took her, I took the course that she recommended. And now I bring meditation and I do meditation every morning. And it is like transformed me in terms of starting my day off on the right foot. And um, also physical exercise. So I'm, I'm totally with you. I love, I love what you're doing. So tell me what, if, how people can find you and, and yeah, like, um, because I'll, I'm going to post your, your handle on Instagram and, um, and Facebook, but why don't you tell me about how, if people want to talk to you about this, these things. Sure. So as she said, I'm on Instagram, uh, the deviant teacher and Facebook as well. I have a Facebook page a business Facebook page there. And I also have a free Facebook group where if you want just like weekly motivational, like pep talk thing, like I was doing with you here and also different, uh, exercises and movements that are easy, sustainable, um, and effective. You can join that. It's called get up, get moving. And, um, I have a free posture guide cause we're sitting at desks so much yeah i see you straighten it up now now um so if you go to bitly um colon slash slash uh perfect your posture if there's a free guide there it has exercises for you to do um i have a website as well the deviantteacher.com where you can find out more information and you're speaking at conferences what conferences are you speaking at um, so there's a teacher self-care conference at the end of the month. Um, it's virtual. And then the E2E educators to educators conference, this teacher summer reboot that's, uh, in July. Um, and then there's like some New Jersey things going on as well. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's just, it's a real pleasure to talk to you and learn from you and, um, inspiring you because you're so positive and, and um and so calm about it you know i think it's like your energy is fantastic so i'm gonna um you know i will post about all your information so people can get in touch with you and please follow her on deviant teacher and i want to thank you for with being on the warriors of education podcast today it was great to talk to you thank you so much and we need more warriors so <laughs> That's you gotta join us. i want to get all the warriors on this podcast Excellent. yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you Thanks for tuning in to Warriors of Education. This podcast is produced by me, Karen Sarah Watson, edited by Alitza Renzi, and recorded in Brooklyn, New York. Make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you download podcasts. If you are a teacher or know a teacher who would like to share a story, contact us at warriorsofeducation at gmail.com or on our website, warriorsofeducation.com teachers. We hear you. We see you. We honor you. Thank you.